Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Dennis, the Wellness Doc, bringing you all things healthy for your mind, body, and soul. Welcome once again to my podcast entitled Comprehensive Health and Wellness. Well, today we are on location at LA Fitness in Clark, New Jersey, waiting for it to open. As usual, we're here nice and early. And when we say we, you know what I mean, folks. Uncle Paulie, the most requested number one guest host, is here with me. Yo, Doc, how you freaking doing? How's everybody doing? Hey, we had uh, what a beautiful show at uh, Staten Italy uh, TV on uh, this past uh, Wednesday. Uh, we did a uh, second part in a series of four on pain and we uh, focused on shoulder pain and uh, we talked about three common symptoms that most of you people are probably aware of and heard of and um, the symptoms that uh, you would probably see all right and um, we're excited today because uh, time to pump some iron in a little while. We got about 45 minutes to wait. Hey, patience is a virtue, right? All right, let's get right to it. Number one on the list, rotator cuff involvement. All right, what does that entail? Well, first of all, what's the four? It's four muscles that make up the rotator cuff. All right, I won't bore you with the names because you're not going to remember anyway. But if you can visualize it from the from the back of the shoulder, um, you know, about mid your mid back, they come across and actually they attach uh, the back of the shoulder and then the middle part of the shoulder. And so um, they're very close together over there. They're like a, a big family, you know, everybody real close, not a lot of privacy, which is why, you know. That's why these things happen. Uh, you people have probably heard of uh, impingement syndrome, and of course, uh, rotator cuff tears. Which, um, okay, here's a question, folks: What's the number one muscle out of all the four rotator cuffs that is most responsible and involved in a rotator cuff tear? Starts with S, ends with S. You want me to tell you? I'll give you a little hint. It's kind of like Superman, but it's not. <laughs> All right, folks. I don't know if you guys ever heard of um, supraspinatus, but that's the muscle that really is in charge of helping you lift your arm up to the side. You know what I mean? Like you make the letter T. That's that's what that does, and that's that's the primary. That's the super duper. That's why it's called supra super duper muscle and rotator cuff but it's also the one that because of overuse and things like this you know swimming and uh, a lot of um people that you know work with their you know bodies overhead you know mechanics and uh painters and such such like this so um i'm gonna troll you over to the doc he's gonna tell you some of the hallmark symptoms all right, folks, again, Uncle Paulie, excellent, excellent job. I could not have done a better job myself. So number one hallmark um, sign and symptom is 
when you reach behind your back and um, let's say as you know as a lady you're trying to um, unfasten uh, your bra but even if you're trying to scratch your back so they call that uh, internal rotation when you when you really turn your shoulder inwards and then reaching up behind on top of that and so the combination really really um, results in severe pain and the problem with this is over time uh, it truly doesn't get better uh, without some type of help and assistance and interventions which um, we can go into in another time Uh, another thing with rotator cuff involvement and impingement is um, anything reaching overhead so isn't that funny how the mechanism the primary mechanism for overuse syndrome that leads to rotator cuff involvement is also a classic sign and there there are many orthopedic tests that we can do and I'm I'm not going to get into them now because again we're here to entertain and and provide awareness and information and not bore you all so um and that's that's number two on there and then of course number three it's going to be highly sensitive to the touch on the I would say middle part of the shoulder middle front part where um you know it's uh it's actually very close to the biceps tendon the biceps tendon is a little bit on the inner part more of the shoulder but i would say for this rotator cuff impingement or syndrome or involvement um you're going to have sensitivity high sensitivity to the touch Uh, on that uh, middle front part of the shoulder and you could actually you'll be able to feel um, that that tendon is and that area is inflamed Um, you can definitely notice that so um, you know it's something that is highly highly common and but it's something that is easily preventable so you just have to create more synergy and balance and i always talk about multiple systems not just individual muscles so again we talk about a neurophysiological approach versus a kinesiology or anatomical approach which folks have been out there a long time and there's plenty of other professionals who are getting the results that i'm getting that agree with this system i didn't create it but i've taken parts of things that have been highly effective and evidence-based and then created a system that uh really results in a permanent transformation yo doc you done (laughs) yeah uncle paulie i'm done go ahead all right number two on the list as the doc previously just shared biceps right so we got biceps or bicipital tendonitis what the heck is that all right. Well, you got your, you know, your, your fancy, good-looking muscles. You know, when you try to impress people, you know, you go, "Hey, I make a muscle." So that that biceps actually has two points, two areas that attach right in that shoulder region. And uh, when you have a biceps uh, tendonitis, oh my! So very similar to rotator cuff, uh, extremely painful to the touch. Um, same similar types of mechanisms um and um 
again, there are uh, multiple orthopedic uh, specialized tests that we use to um, confirm the diagnosis. And uh, but we want to look at uh, another hallmark uh, symptom is, um, you know, with the elbow bent and then we put pressure on that front part of the, uh, you know, the wrist like you're doing a curl. Forget about it. And the pain, high probability in a lot of these places will shoot uh, down from the shoulder, down the uh, belly of that uh, biceps muscle. So not a good thing. And then similar to a rotator cuff, um, very sensitive and painful to the touch. Um, Again, uh, from an anatomical positioning it's inward it's on the inner front part of the shoulder and um when you make your biceps muscle you and if you lift your elbow up a little bit you can you can probably feel it and if it's uh involved then uh yeah it's gonna you can feel the swelling in there so um that's number two now what the doc and i are trying to share and what we did in the show and don't forget to tune in folks because it was a really good show we'll put the link in the description box and, um, you know, like we were saying, uh, I'm just going to uh, sidetrack a little bit. Sidebar is, um, you know, the team there is just phenomenal. Led by uh, Rosemary Ferno, the video and program producer. Followed by Mr. Michael Stanton, the um, program and video editor. And the rest of the team, uh, Darlene at the front desk. And then we got um, we got this guy, Joe, who I just met. What a nice guy. And Anthony and um, Richie. Uh, I think he's like security. And, um, and of course, Jillian, who's like, uh, I would say she's the executive uh, administration uh, person, you know, that kind of sets up everything. So uh, she wasn't there the other day and uh, praying that she's feeling better and she will. But um, let's uh, go back to, we're doing this, it's called differential diagnosis. So what's in that word? Well, folks, look, you know, this is not rocket science, uh, different, right? How do you, how do you um, diagnose the difference between these types of symptoms like we did these conditions i'm sorry you know with the symptoms so like we did with the spine right you know everybody says oh yeah i got back pain i got sciatica well first of all sciatica folks is a very generalized term and also you know i got a herniated disc yeah well there's more to it than that but we talked about in the other show and if you miss it, uh, if you missed it, you know, we'll throw it in the description box below. But, um, you know, we talked about what's the difference between a uh, spinal stenosis and uh, a disc herniation. You know, big, big differences. However, some of the symptoms, there's uh, carryover, you know, crossover. So you really got to know your stuff. And we talked about, you know, without the proper diagnosis, how can you get the proper healing? Kind of silly, right? But that's what's out there. And um, so let's get back to this. So we kind of finished with uh, 
you know, bicipital or biceps uh, tendonitis, very, very common. Uh, a lot of guys too, and ladies that do bench press a lot, and um, <clears throat> they're kind of out of sync, out of balance with uh, not just strength, but positioning of the of the other muscles. You know what I mean? You got you got your uh, antagonists and um, you know the opposite side of the muscles. So a lot of people that are strong in the in the bench press, a lot of them are not very strong in the back. So. That's just simplifying that, and then of course, you know, we got core, and and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother freaking show. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? All right, got to be silly to uh, get people to smile, and uh, you know, folks, I want to throw this in there. You know, there are many uh, psychological, uh, evidence-based uh, research that shows, especially with children. That uh, when you make it a positive learning environment, the rate of uh, assimilation of the information, oh, that's a new one, assimilation of the information increases drastically, significantly. Excuse me one second, folks. I need to get a drink of water because my throat is a little dry. Hold on. Sorry about that, folks. You know, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, I'm back. So anyway, the third common shoulder condition, I know you guys have heard it. Is it hot shoulder or is it frozen shoulder? You are correct if you said a frozen shoulder. You you guys ready for the the scientific diagnosis? The real word? You ready? All right, adhesive capsulitis, adhesive capsulitis, and basically, what are we talking about? Well, we think of adhesive, right? So something's sticking somewhere. Absolutely, that's what's happening. All the stuff in there, you know, the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, all this stuff, um, the other types of soft tissue, uh, fascia, and um, it gets all sticky like a spider web. And of course, when that happens, capsulitis, right? We're talking about the actual shoulder capsule on the inside gets uh, inflamed. All right. And we got a lot of stuff in there. We got uh, the bursa sac, which uh, it's almost like a water balloon that has oil in there. Literally like to lubricate the joint. That's what it's there for. And also helps with the uh, support and cushioning to uh, disperse different types of uh, uh, stressors and pressure on on the joint and surrounding areas. How do you like that, Doc? Uncle Paulie, you never cease to amaze me. Keep going. So, uh, you know, what happens is that uh, the scapula, the triangle chicken bone on the back of us, it's supposed to move up and down, side to side, and it rotates up and down, right? And that's how we have full shoulder movement right from you keep your hand at your side you lift over your head all right as we age do you guys think it gets better or worse fortunately it gets worse and um it's a lot of factors there but it's quite actually it's very simple to uh help um prevent that all right so what happens over time is that when that shoulder blade stops moving well 
then now we get into first of all it's going to be uh you know there's a spectrum of uh limitations of movement but also of pain you know discomfort but also motor control so what happens is over time that shoulder blade stops moving you got a problem there because then what we just talked about a few minutes ago rotator cuff rotator cuff goes asleep because the rotator cuff is responsible for once you lift your arm about halfway up in the air at the side to push the humerus which is not funny (laughs) the shoulder bone push it down so that it can it has space because there's a ledge in there in that shoulder right so to push it down to pull it down so that it can it can clear that space you know almost like when a truck you know guns goes under the uh the bridge so that's what it does It it allows it to um clear that space so you get full motion you know what i mean reaching over your head but when you got a frozen shoulder Okay, this is some bad news. Um, I've seen it, uh, and Doc and I, in the you know, in the nursing homes and and the geriatric population, because of their uh, inactivity, because of their posturing, you know, really a lot of them sit the majority of the time. It just they morph into this, you know, everything's forward. So the problem is then that shoulder blade over time, in a lot of cases, starts to freeze. And if you see see these tremendous human beings, they can barely lift their arm. I'm talking a few inches to the side. Um, even now, here's the here's the hallmark here. Even with assistance, you know, someone helping them, they can't. It doesn't get much more. You may get uh, maybe a couple more degrees, and that's it. So with with the other conditions that we talked about, bicipital tendonitis and. Uh, you know, rotate a cuff with assistance, you're able to, to move a little more, uh, significantly more, you know what I mean? Not just a few degrees, but that, this is one of the hallmarks of the, um, frozen shoulder. And, um, you know, it's, uh, and this one, this is, I truly feel out of the three. I mean, of course, if you have a full rotator cuff there, I mean, obviously you're going to need surgery to repair it because it's not going to repair on its own. You know, there's different degrees of uh, tears and damage. But getting back to um, the uh, frozen shoulder, you know, this is serious. And um, even if you got some results, let's say you go to different types of therapies and, and such. If you don't change the behaviors, which is what we always talk about, you know what I mean? It's going to go back to that. And as we age, forget about it. So, uh, unfortunately, there's a large percentage of the population out there. Uh, I would say, honestly, you know, it's getting to the point where um, it's like over 50, you know. So, we're not really talking geriatrics there yet, but um, starting to see it more and more. Uh, Definitely, um, it's highly uh, probable when someone has a stroke, and this makes sense, right? You shut off... The uh, conduction of the um, information to the nerves, right, from the spinal cord and the brain, central processing center down down the spinal cord, right, to the nerve roots, to the nerves. You shut that off, you have you have no anything, you have no exchange of anything. So what happens? You got no movement. They call it uh, flaccidity. You know, it's basically limp. So how do you get that back? And there's a lot of techniques out there. Um, that have been shown to be 
highly effective, but we'll talk about that another time. And, um, you know, folks, the, the, uh, the thing with these, oh yeah. So another symptom of the, uh, adhesive capsulitis is again, tender to the touch. Now we're talking about the triangle, the chicken bone, the, you know, the scapula behind you. And here's the other, uh, high, high symptom, highly, um, frequent. That's what I was trying to say. I was saying hi, hi. Like I was saying hello to somebody, bada bing, bada boom. Anyway, (laughs) um, so what we have there is we start getting, uh, overcompensation, overuse of the surrounding areas. So, you know, the trapezius muscles in the gym, we call it traps, you know, they start to, uh, get overworked. Uh, a lot of the tiny muscles surrounding in the spine that attach from the spine, the rhomboids, you know, all this stuff, they, they can actually, they're getting overworked so hard that a lot of times they go into spasm, which then locks the whole area even more. So it's this really negative cycle that starts to occur over time. And again, from little compensations to bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, we get to the point where that's why they call it frozen shoulder and uh we need to heat it up that's the bottom line so uh yeah folks you know it's uh i thought it was important that doc and i and um like we said the show we did at um staten italy uh tv you know that was about a 30 minute show so about the length of this uh this is a little bit shorter but that's our goal folks and um we're always here to provide hope inspiration support and specialized knowledge so that you could optimize your level of performance in your lives you know capoli um that was phenomenal and uh i'm sure our listeners got a tremendous amount of information in a short amount of time and our goal is to always bring the best of the best evidence-based research um as we always talk about, you can Google anything online, but what is your source and how accurate is it? That's what you got to think about. So this is a service that we truly are passionate about providing and we live what we preach. Um, we both have suffered with, uh, not frozen shoulder, but the other two (laughs) bicipital tendonitis and, uh, Rotator cuff uh, impingement syndrome involvement, definitely. Most active people uh, would probably experience the first two, one or the other. But um, anyway, so it has been a pleasure today, and we wish you an amazing weekend. Uh, Over here in Jersey, it's beautiful today. I think it's going up to about 85 and sunny, so we get our vitamin D, right? We get out there, and I want to leave you with this. you know, vitamin D is actually a hormone, so directly affects thyroid in a positive way. All right. I want to leave you with that. We look forward to our next show and um, we'll definitely keep you abreast of uh, our next uh, Staten Island TV show and what it's going to be about. It's going to be in about a week and a half. So we will follow up. God bless. Take care. And remember this, anything you put your mind to, and you back it up with hard work and you surround yourself with supportive people that are encouraging and you have your faith and you embrace it 365 24 7 
There's nothing that you can't do. God bless. Take care.